All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk a little college football. Uh, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He, of course, is uh, our Ute insider here on the station, former Ute quarterback, longtime Ute broadcaster, and our good friend, Frank Dolce. What's up, Frank? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Great to catch up with you. Frank, are you a fan of country music? I love country music. Do you know uh, a singer by the name of Morgan Whalen? Oh, that's a good question. I would say no because it doesn't come to me off the top of my head. I would have to hear uh, a song or so or something. Uh, You would would recognize one of his songs, I think. We're trying to figure out whether it's Whalen or Wallen. W H A L E N. W A L L E N. W A A L L E N. Yeah, that sounds more like Wallen. Yeah, I know. That's what we're. We seem to be or having trouble. Are we trying trouble. to figure out? Uh, <laughs> but uh, Gordon Gordon says he's a, a big fan of the singer, but has no idea how to pronounce his name. Well, that's because my wife played four of his songs for me this morning, and I saw his name written out but I didn't know how you say it. And I, I looked it up online and like five different places said Morgan Wallen. And then uh, two other sources are saying Morgan Whalen. So I, we don't know. Uh, well, we don't know. PK, PK is the one who brought up Morgan Whalen with me and he pronounced it Whalen. Okay. Well, I can, I guess I can accept that. I mean, <laughs> so I was hoping you could help Frank, but well, hey, I well, that's all right. with, if I were Morgan, I'd go with Whalen because, Waylon Jennings. I mean, you want to be associated with one of the all-time greats. So, I agree I'd with you Waylon. there. I'd agree with you yeah. there. All right, Frank, let's talk a little Ute foot football. How happy yeah. are you that we have Ute football to talk about eventually? <laughs> I know it feels it feels pretty good. Um, you know, it's such a, it's been such a weird year in lots of ways, not just the the pandemic, but um, I think all of us are kind of trying to figure out how to how to get back to some normalcy. And with with high school sports and the way high school sports has been operating fairly safely, I mean that's not without its incidents. But but I think the the incidents haven't been haven't had tragic outcomes, and that's that's pretty encouraging. And and so and then, you know, professional sports um, is kind of, you know, I don't know if you could say it's hummed along, but it's kind of gone along and managed everything pretty well. And and so, yeah, collegiate sports, I think, is is another step toward kind of getting back to healing some 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 part of society. So I'm I'm really for lots of reasons. I'm really excited about it. I, I, I really enjoy college football and, um, and the fact that the Pac-12 is going to jump back into it. And I mean, I think out, outside of just the, just the love of the sport and the competition, there's probably bigger things that, that happen because sport is, is, consume we're going to be able to consume sports once again so frank when you look at this schedule as it uh, came out 
the Utes uh, start with Arizona and then UCLA, SC, Arizona State, Oregon State, and Colorado. Obviously, they're playing the teams in the South, the crossover game, Oregon State. They could have mm-hmm. done worse than that, huh, as far no as uh, accommodating schedules. Yeah, there that that goes as about as well as I think you could go in terms of the in terms of just the pure crossover. Because you have to play yeah, obviously you're gonna have to play the South. So that is what it is. And um and I think that that even is a pretty accommodating that seems like an accommodating schedule when you don't have teams on uh, on there like uh, in Oregon or or Washington. Um, boy, certainly, I think it, the Utes could have done way worse than what wh- where they landed. I think that's a very favorable schedule. Frank, I thought uh, Coach Whittingham's comments last week were were really interesting. Where he said he thought his he could have his team prepared even two weeks earlier than what they set the opening yeah. week at. But he said other coaches in the league, and we could all take a stab in the dark about who, who uh, he was talking about, said they wanted to start on November the 14th, which would lead yeah. me to believe that where Utah has been able to function a little bit, maybe some of those California schools uh, haven't done anything at all. What do you think about the prep time and the date they decided on? So that that's all dependent on – to me, it's all dependent on whether or not generally the, the players have been maintaining some sort of fitness and uh, fitness level and working out either on their own or in some sort of limited team capacity. And I think probably in California and maybe um, even in Oregon, I think th- those are probably the two places where you would say – you could say, well, maybe they just haven't had the opportunity in a, in more of a team type of atmosphere to, to stay fit. So, and and others like, you know, probably Utah and maybe Arizona schools and um, maybe maybe Colorado. Maybe those programs have had a little bit more access to fitness and strength and conditioning programs on on some team level. And if that's the case then I, I really think you only need three weeks to, to, to really be prepared. If you have some fitness going into it, then three weeks to me seems like more than enough time to get prepared to play a game. And that would, be, that would look like, you know, a week, um, maybe even two weeks of kind of double-day practices. Under the, under the NCAA guidelines, which is not every day, it's kind of an every other day, couple scrimmages in there. And then one week, so in those two weeks, you get used to being in pads and used to contact and tackling and all of that stuff and increase your fitness. And then the final week, the third week, is game prep. That seems very reasonable to me. Teams where, where you haven't had a lot of fitness happening with players, then that also, that, then you have to take that into consideration because, you know, it's just the, the, the risk of injury increases. Uh, so, Maybe at that point you're talking about maybe the need for four, five weeks to kind of get six weeks even to get in shape and then get into football shape and then prepare for a game. Frank, when you look at the South, uh, obviously the Utes have the benefit of not having to play themselves the way other teams (laughs) in the South have to do. 
But what the heck's the matter with Arizona and Colorado? Why are the I know these programs have had some success in the past, but these are these are by the by the judgments I've seen. You know, people think those are the two of the worst teams in the conference. Why? Yeah. Why? Why is that? And why can't UCLA be a little better than it is? Terry Donahue is probably uh, just going crazy right now. Going, what's yeah. the matter with the team? I don't know. I, I, it's so UCLA tops the list for me because um, maybe not anymore with with what's happening in California. California is a disaster, but. But UCLA, I mean, you walk across the campus at UCLA and uh, it feels like you just put a paper in front of a kid and say, sign here. You know, any any five star recruit is going to be, you know, crazy not to want to spend time in in that atmosphere um, with all of those resources available. Uh, We we used to say the same thing about uh, San Diego State in the old Western Athletic Conference, like San Diego State, that that's the easiest place in the world to recruit because you're, you're in San Diego, and you should be able to just bring athlete after athlete to campus and and provide the resources and and so um, Arizona is is similar to that, although you you know there's some there's like this success with the basketball team at Arizona, so and then Colorado I. I don't know how you can't recruit in Boulder. I just think that's another uh, unbelievable place. So it seems to me more of a lack of commitment toward, um, like, societally on those campuses, a lack of commitment toward the success of the football program than it is any anything else. Like getting the right guy in place, getting the right co- t- team in place, the right coach in place, and then having all of the resources available to build a program. It seems like a lack of commitment on an administrative level at those places, um, UCLA, um, Colorado, and, and but, but Arizona seems to be the funny one to me because they seem to have some commitment on one side and, and maybe, or maybe they just can't figure it out on the football side on the other. But I, it, it, those are the head scratches. I don't know if we'll ever figure those out. Um, Gordon, but I feel the same way. Like there, there are just programs. You, you would think that it should be, you know, USC always, and they always contend. And then it should be UCLA. They should, because of the resources they have available, they should always contend. I wouldn't put Arizona quite up in that category, um, but I might say that Colorado, with with the where they are in the in the country and the campus and they should be in a position to contend on an, uh, a yearly basis. Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Frank, kind of on the, the opposite end, who is your favorite in the division, and who do you think uh, is the favorite to win the conference? Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll put the Utes aside because I, 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 I like Utah this year. But I'm, I'm kind of high on Arizona State. I, you know, I just think that's a program with – with, I mean, Gordon, we were just talking about that. You, you know, the right people in place, and uh, and kind of this administrative dedication to the success of the program. It feels like that's happening at at uh, Arizona State. So I'm I'm kind of high on the Sun Devils, and then and then I I, I always feel like 
I don't necessarily feel like USC has uh, the leadership there, but they certainly have the talent there. And, you know, talent is, is that's hard to overcome. So I, I would put, I'd put Arizona State and USC and Utah as my, as my top three in the South. I think one is Arizona State. I think the next two may be interchangeable, but, you know, it'd be kind of in that mix, those top three. Frank, when you say leadership at USC, you're talking about coaching, you're talking about athletic department leadership, you're talking about school president, where's yeah. all of yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if, I was US, if I'm USC and I'm committed to the success of the football program, then Urban Meyer would be my head coach right now. Mm-hmm. They, that, that is a program that has the resources to attract a guy like Urban Meyer. And if you want to contend for national championships every year, then that's the guy you go get. I mean, that's, it seems pretty, that seems like pretty clear to me. Um, but, but there are certainly other things to, to factor in, and, and it's, it sounds like maybe that's what USC has done. They've factored in a lot of other things. And by the way, I'm a fan of the current head coach i think helton is a very good guy like he's a guy that you want in your program and and he he, he's a guy that 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 does lots of good things for the for the program um but i don't think he's i don't necessarily think he's a guy that that takes a program and wins a national championship so and and maybe there are just some things with those guys like an urban meyer like a nick saban that that are just too unsavory for for administrations. Who's going to start a quarterback for the youth, Frank? Uh, well, it's going to be one of two guys, I think. There's three <laughs> guys in the mix. Um, it's going to be it's going to be one of two guys. I, I I go back and forth on this um, uh, because I think rising gives you more. I think Rising is a is a capable passer, but he gives you more explosiveness in the ability to run the ball from the quarterback position. Um, and and I would say just the opposite of of Bennett is that you get the the ability you're capable at running the football from the quarterback position, but you get a uh, you know a way more proficient passing game. So either way, I think Utah can be successful with either quarterback. And, and I think they would be successful with either quarterback. And the reason I say that is that Andy Ludwig, um, in his one year, demonstrated the ability to very wisely use the talents of the resources that he had available at his particular position groups. And, and so I think he will be able to tailor and tweak his offense to whichever quarterback he decides to, to put in there in, in front. Um, I, I, I like both of those guys. I would lean toward rising a little bit at this point. Um, but that's, it's, a very, it's just very slightly I would lean that way. And, Frank, do you think that the running back situation will be done by committee this year, or is there a guy that you think will be the star? I think it will be done. I, I think it's hard, to, those guys, it's hard to separate those guys in a camp scenario. So I think it will be done by committee early, 
until somebody just puts his foot on the position and says it's mine. And then you and then you go with with that particular guy. So I could see it. I could see a mix of running backs to three games in until maybe we see one. It, we see it trending one way after after a couple weeks or so. Frank, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for jumping on with us. Man, of course. I can't. I can't wait to do this more regularly now that we have have the season going, and it's always a pleasure for me. And I'm sure for Gordon to kind of agree on all the things we talk about, and then to, to mostly disagree with you. With you, yeah, Jay. I'm it's used to it, buddy. It's that, all good. It's, it's funny how that works, Frank. Isn't it? I yeah, know. I know. <laughs> it's all right. You hey, you know what? I like it today. I like your Arizona State pick. I don't know if I agree with it, but I, it, it's bold. And and Herm Edwards is he's doing something over down there in Tempe. So I, I like it. I, I like. I it. thought. I thought, and maybe just because I thought Herm Edwards two two or years ago, I thought he was going to be a disaster. Like he didn't <laughs> did even too. know that. I, it, it seemed to me like he didn't even know that that the mascot was a sun devil in that one press conference. He didn't I just know. Thought, <laughs> he didn't, right? I just thought this is ridiculous. What have they done? And then you know, a couple of years in, they're like, "Wow, what have they done?" I mean, I <laughs> I just have become kind of a fan of his, so that's why I lean that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I said, bold pick. Well done. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> All right, guys. Good to talk to you. There you go. That's our good friend, Frank Dolce, or at least Gordon's good friend. Well, I and, agree uh, Frank with Frank historically has not liked me much. I agree with almost everything he said. And when he's talking about SC, you're talking about a program, uh, a legacy program that has terrific talent. And I agree with him completely on Clay Helton. I think he's a really nice guy, a decent guy. I just don't know. I don't think that's the guy I would pick to win games at SC. And he said, Urban Meyer. Well, I think SC can can afford him. You know, yeah, but they I, have uh, they have the uh, second coming of Roger Staubach at quarterback. How could they? How could they blow it? <laughs> well, sometimes uh, you need someone to guide the entire program. Like I said, I really like. I, I thought Fred Frank said it perfectly. Uh, that uh, he's a heck of a nice guy. I just don't know if he's the guy I would hire as my head coach or keep as my head coach if I wanted to be serious about winning football games. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.